Five at Five. Quick time on your Friday, 5 o'clock here on Fan Run Radio. Russell Smith back with you live today at National Rx, Farragut's Neighborhood Community Pharmacy. 60 more minutes of the drive headed your way. It starts right now at the Top 5 at 5, brought to you by National Rx. The stage is set for Tennessee and Texas tomorrow night at sold-out Thompson Bowling Arena. The Volunteers, a six-point favorite at home. And as we were talking, Barry, the, only the second time that we have seen a matchup of two top ten teams at Thompson Bowling. What was it uh, when they came in here and uh, Lofton dropped it right in Hickory's face? I, I Yeah, I don't know what the – I mean, I, I want to say Texas was highly ranked. I don't know where Tennessee was. At that point, that was the Pearl's second year. So surely Tennessee was ranked at that point. I just don't know where. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've never really lived in the top 10 like we are now, year in, year out. And they're right around it. I mean, think about what you just said. Lived in the top 10. I mean, that's that's crazy, but it's it's kind of true. Yeah. I love it. Number two. Longtime college basketball commentator Billy Packer, the voice of the NCAA tournament for more than 30 years, passed away last night at the age of 82. Uh, his son Mark shared the news sad. on Twitter last night. It's really sad. Another piece of my child. That's who I grew up with. That's to me was you know the the tournament. Just the sound yeah, of his okay. voice, man, and it's. Uh... Yeah. Well, he could get under your skin, too. I mean, I'm not speaking ill of the dead or anything, but, I, you know, I remember a couple of years at Tennessee fans, oh, Billy Packer disrespecting and everything. But I mean, that's the way the NCAA tournament goes when when your team doesn't make it or you feel like you're underseated or, or yeah. something. You're always mad at the, the guy who's explaining why, like it was Billis one year and I'm, might be – who was, it was Lunardi last year that we <laughs> – Tennessee fans just went in on poor Joe Lunardi. Who was the year, guy but, that, that really – it wasn't Lenardi. There was somebody else I'd forgotten about that guy that we just went nuts on. Maybe it oh, was yeah, Lenardi. I mean, it was Lunardi. Uh, like Tennessee went in on him, or fans, ball Twitter, you know, who a reasonable bunch for the most part, really came after Lunardi. Like, he was mad about it afterwards. Remember, because when Tennessee lost in the second round, he made some snarky comment about it, too, that, you know, it was just pouring gasoline on the fire. But, yes, uh, Billy Packer, legend of the game, one of the voices of, of the sport, dead at the age of 82. NFL championship games tomorrow. It starts, or uh, Sunday, excuse me, it starts with the 49ers playing the Eagles in Philly. Eagles a two-and-a-half-point favorite in that one, 3 p.m. kickoff in Philly. And then Sunday night, 6.30 p.m. kick, Chiefs, Bengals and the Chiefs are a one-point favorite in that one. Chiefs with a 65.2% chance to win, according to the ESPN FPI. Got a couple of Chiefs fans down here right now, Bear. It's kind of obnoxious, if I'm being honest with you. Is it Jackson and, and Brittany Mahomes? <laughs> Have you seen that their whole... latest video? Oh, no. 
You know, they've they've laid low this year. Like, I'll be honest, I I don't really know who these people are, but it's Mahomes' wife and his little brother. His little brother danced on the Sean Taylor thing on the Commanders Field on like Sean Taylor Day. He's some kind of TikTok, some kind of social media influencer. Yeah, one of those guys, huh? Uh, Oh, and the the two of them are so uh, like. It's 180 degrees from Patrick Mahomes and, and his personality. Like they, it was during the playoffs last year. It's like 10 degrees, and these two idiots are spraying champagne on people down I below. That. I, I do. Okay, I, I do remember that. That was, yeah, that that was obnoxious. If, if you're one of those people down there, you're like, what, really? That's why I'm rooting for the really? Bengals, man. Number four, Dolphins quarterback Tua Tungavaloa remaining in concussion protocol. He will not participate in next week's Pro Bowl games, according to ESPN. He had been named a first alternate Pro Bowler and was set to replace either Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes with both quarterbacks playing in Sunday's AFC championship game and one bound for the Super Bowl. However, Tua entered the protocol December 26th after suffering a concussion in Miami's loss to the Packers the day before. Missed the team's final three games of the season, including the playoff loss to Buffalo. And, um, I mean, we, we talked about it a lot this year. The Tua offseason is going to be really interesting. I'm, I'm sure he's going to try and play next year. But it, almost, it, it just feels like it's one of those, like, last chance things. Like, one more concussion. Somebody has to. I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of people who wish somebody would step in now and take his and convince him not to play anymore but uh i I would just think certainly man if he comes back and gets one particularly early in the season like somebody's got to step in and and just say no more well i think that's what happened not going down nascar the nascar hole but the last one that that kurt bush had and i think it was the same situation like he could probably wanted to come back try and come back but just didn't need another one and I think it was Earnhardt Jr.'s like, look, man, you know, there's no guarantees. The next one just might make your, you know, just scramble your eggs forever. So I hope somebody with, you know, in his family or, you know, one of the, the people around him are looking out for his long-term best interests health-wise. So. Yeah, it's a scary condition. I'm just so unfortunate, man. Obviously such a talented guy. I, I still believe he can do everything that Jalen Hurts is doing right now with uh, the Dolphins, but you have to be out there to do it. And he's he's just obviously got a very, very unfortunate injury issue going on right now. Number five, Connor McGregor appears to avoid injury after being struck by a car while riding his bike in Ireland. Goodness. 34-year-old posting multiple videos of the aftermath of the accident to his social media accounts today. A breathless McGregor can be heard to saying, I could have been dead there. As the driver of the vehicle approaches and apologizes. Now, I ask you, Barry, you, uh, Connor McGregor, pretty uh, recognizable guy, right? Uh, I, yes. I say, man, it's not my style to hit and run, but if I were to hit him on the bike, you know, like, it is a really upset adrenaline rushed angry conor mcgregor the kind of guy you want to be approaching uh no no i'd keep my windows rolled up yeah i might just wait in my car on that one i called you an ambulance no all right well i'm sure ambulance is on the way hang tight (laughs) 
Sorry about that. I mean, he's, he's not known for his uh, for being sane. I mean, he's constantly in trouble. I mean, he threw bottles at somebody's bus. Yeah, he says, uh, thank God he survived. Um, sounds like he's going to uh, pull through on this one. Just can't stay out of the news. Biggest star in MMA history. Hasn't fought since his leg injury uh, against Dustin Poirier back in July of 2021. So that is the top five at five. It's brought to you by National Rx, where we are here for another hour or so. They've got a clinic here in the store now where you can go and see a nurse practitioner. We've told you about the uh, sildenafil options here. You can get that prescription uh, prescribed for you and filled for you here, just 50 cents a pill at National Rx. They also do Botox and B12 shots, uh, plus weight loss consultants and options there for you as well. So come over here, check them out. The clinic is open every Friday from 9 a.m. till 4 p.m. Plus, you got free pizza. I don't know if you guys saw that. Free pizza back there. If uh, you guys, hungry. he looks hungry. What'd you guys get today? Oh, man, hungry. Buster was here earlier. Bear. Buster was. We had a Buster sighting. He said, I, "I think he said he was coming back too." I like he he was here for a while <laughs> talking to Dane, and then he uh, like he came up, and I think he said he was coming back. Then he left. Buster's so, a wild dude, man. Yeah, he's intense. <laughs> Is like he allowed him. at Lindsey Nelson Stadium no. this year? Do we? No. No. I mean, you can empathize with that, right? I mean, you're disallowed from various WalMarts in the area. Yeah. But you can't go to Lindsey Nelson Stadium. There Gross. was an incident. Oh, Charlie. Seriously, that guy was here. He he like called the police. He was he was telling my friend Jimmy about it. Did he tell him the story? Yeah. I mean, I've that's never just the full story. I want to hear Buster's side of it. He's had multiple. I mean, didn't he call 911 from the line one year? Yeah, some, something like that. He said Buster's a, he's an intense dude. I like him, though. He's got a high motor. motor. High. Yeah, it does. All right, let's get some phone calls going here. Open lines the last hour, 865-546-8200. If you want to get in on the show this afternoon, Five four six eight two zero zero. You've got thoughts on Tennessee, Texas tomorrow. The NFL situation with the uh, Super Bowl, which will be set by the time we reconvene here on Monday. You want to you want to hear some hear something interesting, Bear? I, I'm almost positive you don't know this. Okay, let's see. So Frank Reich got the um, Panthers job yesterday, right? Uh huh. Were you aware? Would you believe me if I told you he went he, he's got background in Charlotte? What kind of school do you think Frank Reich attended? Don't look it up. What kind of school do you think Frank Reich attended in Charlotte? Nursing school? Seminary school. I could see that. Frank Reich. He, he was a pastor. He's a gentle soul, Russ. I could see that. He'd be a I shepherd. Probably, yeah, I mean, you're going to need all the prayers he can get if he doesn't have a quarterback next year, but that evidently is a true story. Huh. Well, I knew he was a quarterback there. Was he a quarterback? Did he play for the Panthers? I thought he did. 
Like their first year, oh, maybe? I thought somebody said took, that on the show. Yeah, I mean, I I just remember him as like the – he was one of those super backups with Jim Kelly and the Bills. It's like you didn't want him to be your starting guy. Like that didn't go well. But we all remember the playoff game against the Oilers when they were just dead in the water, and he came back and, and led them back. And, um, and it seems like he had a couple of other like cameos for the Bills through the years where he would just come off and off the bench and do the thing. Yeah. He was, he was kind of that, that there's those quarterbacks that do that in the NFL. You just come in and play unbelievable. They wouldn't be good as starters. Wow, uh, Jay Leno has had a—he's had a rough couple of months. Didn't he set his face on fire a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. What's he done now? He was in a—he's in a car wreck. It looks like. What was he driving? Um. Well, man, I'm in trouble with my phone here, but it looks like he had a broken collarbone, two broken ribs, two cracked kneecaps. Ooh. You're talking he's got he's got broken ribs and cracked kneecaps. That's like two of the most painful things you can break. And a and a broken collarbone. Like that's excruciating. Yeah, he's gonna be he's not gonna be he's gonna be laying in bed for a while, just not so moving. He, he sets his face on fire and uh is in the hospital for weeks after that. Like he's very lucky that he happens to be in LA where all the great plastic surgeons are. And they were able to, like, he actually, he looks fine. Like, you can't really tell. He, so he, he gets over that. And, like, a month later, he gets all busted up. Like, he's lucky to be alive, man. Cracked kneecaps, broken ribs, His and knees um, a collarbone. Wonder what he's, because, you know, he, I mean, he's got that insane car collection. I don't know if you've ever seen the videos of what all he's got in that garage yeah. is. I wonder if he was, you know, or if he's driving. Like, usually it shows him in, like, those super-duper old, like, one-off cars, but I wonder if he was driving something speedy. It sounds like his knees driving, hit the dash. He was driving a. He was testing a 1940 Indian motorcycle. Oh, okay. Noticed the scent of leaking gas, which <laughs> something about this guy and leaking gas. It's just I don't know, Joe. Man, maybe maybe find a Jay find find a different hobby or yeah. something. Um, this doesn't seem to be going well for you. He says, I turned down a side street and cut through a parking lot, and unbeknownst to me, some guy had a wire strung across the parking lot but with no flag hanging from it. So, you know, I didn't see it until it was too late, and it just clotheslined me and, boom, knocked me off the bike. That's terrible. He's lucky he didn't get his head cut off. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, I, I think I saw Indiana Jones do that to some Nazis once, and uh, he stuck the, the he clotheslined them. They were chasing him on those motorbikes. Yeah, I love that. Or, or I always loved it when he he jammed something through the spokes of the front yeah. wheel. Yeah, that that was when he was with uh, Sean Connery. Just give him a little schlop, and he's riding, and uh, he <laughs> takes the he took the what was it, some pole and stuck it in the in the spokes, and the guy goes flying. Yeah, it just he's, whacked he, him. He's, but he's chuckling about it. Yeah. And Sean Connery looks at him disapprovingly. You named the dog Indy. Just a little slap. Last Crusade, my favorite of the three Indiana Jones. I can watch that any night, over and over and over again. I can I watch almost them. all of them. Last Crusade, they're all good. You're right. Last Crusade is number one. Raiders of the Lost Ark 2. Uh, Temple of Doom, still very good. Still very good, but it is third, a distant third. 
That kind of scares me. And and I don't, I don't officially recognize the crystal skull aliens and everything. No, that's not. I watched that recently. It's. I'm telling you, that one. It's. It's like like my my pizza theory. There's no such thing as bad pizza. Kind of grew on you a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I'll watch it. It'll give you just the vintage feel of those movies. It's so nostalgic. Yeah. It's like. It's it's just like it's something it's like going to grandma's house, you know? Yeah, exactly. Eight six five five four six eight two zero zero. Get well, Jay Leno. Let's grab a call from Sharpie. Good afternoon, Sharpie. You're on the drive. It's Fan Run Radio. Hey Russell. What's up? I'm not really a lady ball follower, but um I think that when we hired Harper, we should have hired Don Staley. I think it, and I felt that way at that time. I think she was always already a big success. Staley was at that time, and I just don't know how serious Tennessee is about paying what it would take to get her here. But if they're going to make a change, I would not go after Kara Lawson. I would go after Staley. She's the one that's going to be number one in the country year in, year in and year out. Well, yeah. I mean, if why not go after Gino, though? I mean, yep. he's uh, she's what uh, two national two two national titles, a couple more Final Fours. She's dominant. I don't know that she's coming here. You know, she's not a Lady Vol. She played at Virginia. I think she's got roots at South Carolina, and I mean that sport's different. I don't think the folks in that sport look at Tennessee is, I mean, it's a destination job. I don't, don't get me wrong, but I mean, she's built her own empire and legacy there and she can have a Pat like Gino like run. She she's in the middle of it. Why would she come here to take on a rebuilding job with the lady balls and all the expectations that are going to come with that when she takes this job? Well, I don't think she would have any problems. She wouldn't be worried about the expectations. She's going to be number one wherever she goes. I just, I think she's making mega bucks, and I don't know if Tennessee's were willing to pay that much to a ladies basketball coach, but maybe they are. Well, here's but the thing: just like- when that job, when when they when they ran Holly, and they hired Kelly. You know that the football program was was in the dumps. Uh, you had no money over there. It's the you know you're paying all the buyouts and everything. So and and Fulmer was the AD. How much appetite do we really think Philip Fulmer had to go out there and run a highly successful women's basketball coaching search? It was not priority number one for him. And I just think if that job came open here in a year or two, with football healthy, men's basketball, you know, baseball healthy. Uh, We've seen uh, reports this week that applications for out-of-state enrollment have skyrocketed in the wake of this football season success. If they're well financially when this job comes open, I think that it's a more attractive job. I think they'll be willing to pay more, and I think they're probably willing to go outside the Lady Vol family for the first time since the you know, the past two times will not have worked out optimally. Well, that's what I was getting ready to say, because whenever we went outside the Tennessee family and hired Josh Heupel, what happened? And when, when we hired Danny White, would White, Danny White make the hire if they got rid of Harper? If he's the athletics director. 
Sure. So we don't. Ha- what I'm saying is we don't have. Uh, we used to have the lady ball athletic director. We don't have that anymore, do we? No. Um, now y- you do have. You know, Joan Cronin is still a very influential voice over there, and you know, there there there's a family there of of Pat's former players that are going to have a voice that are going to be influential. But I think Danny White is a strong leader, and I think he's going to hire who he thinks. I think he's going to listen to to those people. But at the end of the day, I think he's going to hire a winner. Like, I, I think that's what he's going to prioritize if 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 a coaching search happens in that sport. But look, I, I'm not there yet. Like I, I think Holly deserves uh, another. You know, we get, we gave Holly seven years. I think Kelly deserves a, at least five. This is her fourth year. Um, but at a certain point, like you have to decide, like, what what do we want of that out of that program? Because if the standard is going to be where Pat had it, which is the standard is going to the final four, um, then we've, we've not been meeting that for 15 years now. But if if the standard is have a nice program, go to the NCAA tournament, like, you know, recruit some nice players and stuff like that. OK, then, I mean, they're doing that. But. What do you want out of it? And I keep asking the question, when are the Lady Vols going to be the Lady Vols again? They haven't been for a long time. Well, that's what I'm saying. If if they just want to play around with it and they're not serious about it, then I would hire Lawson. If I wanted to win the whole thing and blow everybody out, I would hire Staley. And she, when she played at Virginia, I liked watching her on TV because she was she was like the Michael Jordan of women's basketball. She was a dominant point guard. Oh, she was fantastic. Like like Isaiah Thomas, you couldn't guard her. She was fast. She could dribble it. She could shoot it. But uh, nothing I want to talk to you about. I read this article on the Internet this week about what they're calling kill shots that Tennessee's doing to people this year in basketball. Did you read that? No. Where did you see this? Okay, there's a guy. His name is... Evan Mayakawa, and he's saying that he he does these stats on the, uh, the college teams, and what he considers a kill shot is when your team goes on a 10-0 run or greater. Mm-hmm. And Tennessee is third in the country. After the LSU game, they had done it 20 times where they go on 10-0 runs, and they had only given up three kill shots for the season and two of them were against Kentucky in the first half ah. in the game that we lost and the other time we gave up a 10-0 run was to Maryland when you remember we were up 21 in the first half and we almost lost the game and that mm-hmm. we did that that was our third time we gave it up but when I when I was reading this I was like wow this team may be different if we can I almost feel like it's more to important this. to prevent those than to get them. I guess that's why they call it a kill shot. I mean, it can is yeah. I mean, that's those can be devastating. But he says uh, Houston had done it twenty three times. <laughs> uh, Rutgers had done it twenty two times, and Youngstown State and Tennessee were tied at twenty. Now this was after the LSU game, so. It's changed a little bit. I'm saying we've done it a couple more times since then. But, I mean, I I really – you're talking about the fans aren't really 
I'm, I'm ecstatic about this season. And like I told you before, when I was a kid, I used to go to the games all the time. I used to go to the SEC tournaments. We'd go there. We wouldn't win a game. I mean, I'm lo- I'm enjoying it. And I, if the fans aren't enjoying it, they're really missing out because, yes, we may have lost some. But Mich- Michigan was a good team when we lost last year. I think they were a preseason yeah. top yeah. five, top oh, yeah. ten team. So yeah, we they were, they were kind of like team. North Carolina is this year, where the record just doesn't make sense. They should be better, and uh, it, it's going to be interesting. But I, I think our fans are enjoying it. And to me, the thing is, we have these conversations in between the games about, well, how far is it going to go? Where are you going to go in the tournament? What's your seating? What's what can we expect out of Rick Barnes? But when the ball when that ball tips off, whether we're playing Georgia the other night or we're playing Texas tomorrow night, or whoever. Like, I think all that stuff disappears for those 40 minutes when, when we're watching those games and, and, and people are enjoying it. I think most of our fans are really, really enjoying this season. Sharpie, we got to run. Anything else, man? Um, I was going to tell you, too, I think I'm concerned about Milton other than the accuracy. I think he's improved that, but he does not have the blazing speed like Hooker had, and we're not going to be able to have the design runs with Milton, but I think Nico probably can run like Hooker. Mm. So nope. he may be starting maybe game two, maybe game three, maybe game one. I don't know. But I think it's a possibility Nico could be starting from the get-go. That, my friend, is a conversation I'm sure we'll get into later this spring. Thank you, Sharpie. We've got to run. Quick timeout. You're listening to The Drive on Fan Run Radio. Back with more of your phone calls right after this. Fan Run Radio, The Drive continues live this afternoon. National Law Rex in Farragut. Another half hour or so. Overtime coming up next here on many of these Fan Run affiliates. Let's get Haji in here next. Hello, Haji. Hello, friends. How's it going? Going good, going good. If Phil's still listening, the FanDuel has us a seven-point favorite tomorrow, which is about right. I have no, uh, I have no take on that at this point. Yeah, I would just say that it seems like a big number, but I feel like I said this Wednesday, uh, sixteen and a half was a big number, and Tennessee won by twenty-nine. So. <laughs> Yeah. I'm going to stick with but my conservative approach. Matches, yeah, between two top ten teams, that is a big number. So I think that's a good sign for us. But that's all I'll yes. say about it for now. But I wanted to finish up my uh, wrestling story from the other day. That was kind of fun. Oh, that went on for about an hour the other day. But a friend of mine uh, who I was an assistant pro with at Fox 10, and he was a head pro at Dean Hill Country Club, grew up there with, you know, four years older so he was a little ahead of me but he was he was working at dean hill when i was you know, you know junior golfer there so anyway good friend he and i went to that dick slater match in at, at uh in the early 80s it was harley race was the uh, nwa champion and that's what the guy I was trying to remember his name i don't know if bear shared that with you but i called bear back to tell him that but anyway he uh uh, Joe Bailey is a uh, – Ed Bailey was an all-star catcher for the Reds. 
uh, back in the day. And, and he uh, retired in Knoxville, and the Bailey boys grew up here, and there's a few of them still in town. And Joe is a, was a vice mayor, city councilman. He was a lobbyist in Washington, so a lot of people know the Bailey family around here. And Joe Bailey could sell garbage to a garbage man. But uh, he and I were at Doodles one night, and it was either 82 or early 83, it's all the doodles and lo and behold the iron sheik came in he was so we struck up a conversation with it and uh, remind me okay i'm gonna try to stay on point here uh so we got to talk to joe talked him into taking him over to bobby's house our buddy the golf pro and uh over his apartment over at uh off of uh, north shore I think the sheik thought there was uh, some coke going to be involved in it or whatever, but th- th- there wasn't at that particular time anyway. And uh, his roommate lets us in, and the sheik kicks in Bobby's door, picks him up, and body slams him on his bed. And what? <laughs> and we just proceed to go in the living room and talk for a while. And then Joe and I had to take him back to Doodles because my car was there, his car was there, whatever he was doing. I don't remember exactly how that ended. But, uh, yeah, that was my Sheik story. And I'm actually my nickname in the 80s and 90s and 2000s was Sheik, but it wasn't about him. It was about Ollie. It was named after Ollie Haji Sheik, which makes sense, obviously. But that was a pretty cool one. And the other thing I met uh, – Sterling Golden, I met him. He was staying at apartments in uh, Sutter's Mill when he was wrestling here. And uh, I ran into him at Weigel's. Hulk Hogan spent a couple of nights at Sutter's Mill? Not more than a couple of nights. I think they had, uh, they probably had owned it, the the NWA or whoever whoever it was at the time, owned an apartment, and that's where the wrestlers would stay when they are in town. Kind of like what comedians do. Sometimes the owners of comedy clubs will own apartments. Okay, and they'll, that's where the that's where the you know the guy the comedians will stay. But so I ran into him. I saw him in the parking lot one night, and I can't remember who was the other guy from that was in Atlanta a lot with him. It wasn't Macho Man, but it was o, uh, Sullivan. It was one of the Steiner oh. brothers. I can't remember now. Some Randy Sullivan, something. I can't remember now, but anyway, then I, I ran into him at uh, the Weigels on uh, downtown West because they later on they had an apartment over there across the street down the hill there, you know, in that place. And I saw him and, and talked to him and uh, and that Weigels there, but he had Did he call pythons, you brother. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember. He had the pythons though. He was a big boy. He was in good shape. That's <laughs> brother. But uh, yeah, I just had to get that off my chest because uh, good stuff. When yeah, when, when he died, I just it was it brought back a lot of memories about that. I, oh, I remember because uh, <laughs> there was a construction accident when we were assistants at Fox Ten that day, and the headline in the paper, I think it was the Journal actually. Then the Knoxville Journal was the morning paper, which is where we got our scores, by the way, back in the day. So. Um, but uh, the headline was "Pile Driver Kills Worker," so we thought that was hilarious because you know, it was a wrestling. <laughs> These guys move. goofing around, yeah. putting doing wrestling <laughs> moves on each other. It can if you <laughs> do it the wrong way. You broken neck waiting to happen. I think it was. I don't even. What is a pile driver? And 
instruction lingo. The pile driver is where you get the leg right between the you get the head between the legs. You pick them up. No, 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 no. In in construction, there was a pile oh. driver. What, like it drove <laughs> drove something into the ground. Or it's that thing where the pole just comes down into straight into the ground, right? Yeah, and then it just make, it hydraulically keeps slamming that pole deeper and deeper into the ground. That's a pile driver. That's how you get to put the power poles up or whatever. Yeah, or or girders, I guess maybe something like that. Hodge's right, like, no, Russell, I, I don't need you to explain what a wrestling pile driver is. Duh. Anybody knows that. This is sports radio. What's a you real pile driver like used in construction work? You know what the director's hold was in wrestling back when John Kazana was running it? No. The director's hold? The director's hold. Ron Wright had the director's hold. I want to know. We got children listening, Haji. No, no, no. He, uh, he he was called, I'll tell you why, it was called the director's hold. He would put uh, sort of a figure four arm bar with his knee. So you had the guy's elbow was bent inside his knee, and he put his other arm in between it. So he had him locked down. You couldn't move because I, I tried it on some friends, and it, it worked. You couldn't get out of it unless you're, you know, <laughs> pulled something out of your tights or whatever. But uh it was called the director's hole because every time he put somebody in it, he would say, where's the camera? Get the camera. Get over here. Put the camera on me. I want to talk to you. And he would talk to the camera doing his spiel while he was in the director's hole. So it was Ron Wright, man. You just can't beat it. Nice. That's it for me, boys. Happy Friday. Go Big Orange. Indeed. Thank you, Haji. 865-546-8200. Your number to get on board. Bear, did you ever try out wrestling moves? on your friends or family back in the day oh yeah me and my brothers did that's what i was telling you like my older brother dano like his like he was a huge huge mongolian stomper fan so like my little brother it would both of them they were both kind of smaller than me but if they teamed up they could take me and then uh dano would do the mongolian stomp right on my stomach man it hurt he'd stomp the hell out of me I always found the the full Nelson was a good move to use on little brothers. That that's a good one. Unstoppable. Uh, you get them in a good full Nelson. There's nothing they can do. You have your way with them. Sleeper hold. Uh, figure four leg lock. I would like to put my kids in the torture rack, Lex Luthor style. Good God, Russ. I've I've never done any wrestling moves on my kids. Really. No, and now I mean hell. That's what's that's what's wrong with them, man. They're gone. Uh, Junior's nation's bigger gone than soft. me now, so I can still take him. Yeah, we got to take our final break of the program here this afternoon. When we continue, maybe time for another phone call or two, real quick here. If you want to jump in, take a shot now. Eight six five five four six eight two zero zero. We're gonna. I want to your official. Super Bowl prediction, Bear. And I'll go on wax or vinyl as well. And uh, we're going to pick this uh, Tennessee-Texas game tomorrow as well. Get some final thoughts on that. Stay with us. The drive continues. The shocking conclusion coming up next.
want to thank them for having us out today. Be sure to check them out here at 11134 Kingston Pike and tell them Fan Run Radio sent you. All right, uh, to help us, to help us determine who is going to emerge victorious this weekend, Bear, I've got a special guest with me down here at National Law Rex. Okay, who is this? Would you welcome Lenny Kennedy to the program this afternoon? Lenny, Lenny good afternoon. How are you, sir? Good. How about you? I'm doing well. Wait a minute. Lenny, how old are you? Ten. You're ten. Mm-hmm. Turn, turn him up and a little bit, Russ. You're going to help us get that mic up a little bit closer to your mouth. You're going to help us determine who is going to uh, the Super Bowl this weekend. Who is your favorite team? Who, who do you like this weekend? I like the Chiefs. But... You, you like the Chiefs. Oh. Your dad is a well-known Chiefs fan, so I feel like you're a little bit biased in your opinion here. Maybe a little bit? A little bit. A little bit. Okay. Tell me why the Chiefs are going to win Sunday night at Arrowhead or Burrowhead, as the Bengals are calling it. Um, I think that the Chiefs are going to win because um, Patrick Mahomes is just going to try to hand it off to Isaiah Pacheco, and we're going to run down the middle, and that defense is not going to be good enough, and Chris Jones is going to wreck all of that offensive line and get his first sack. He, he Chris Jones is going to – these two teams don't like each other now. I saw the video of Chris yeah. Jones. He's mad about the – the Bengals referring to Arrowhead as Burrowhead. So these these teams are going to be – they're going to be angry. They're not going to be nice to each other. No, not not at all. You think they're going to be fights? Maybe, like <laughs> – Hopefully. Hopefully. You kind of want to see it. If, they're wearing helmets. It's okay. Nobody will get seriously hurt. What if something happens like Damar Hamlin? Well, that, that, then, then I would feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Liddy. Bear, what do you think? Does, does Lenny make a compelling case for the Chiefs taking down the Bengals for the first time in the last three matchups? I mean, he's, he, the young man makes, makes a few good points, but I really think it uh, would do not get your hopes up, Lenny. Uh, I think that uh, the mighty Bengals are going to roar into uh, – Burrowhead Stadium and and take down the Chiefs. He's shaking his head. No, uh, he looks like uh, like he just smelled something bad. Huh. I, I'm a huge Burrow fan, but he's not going to pull it out. They have what two or three offensive linemen hurt. It's true. Didn't so. didn't slow him down last week, Lenny. That's all I'm saying in, in Buffalo. Didn't, all. We didn't have Chris Jones last week, though. That is true. true. That's true. Chris Good Jones. point. I am uh, – all right, Lenny's won me over. I'm taking the Chiefs. Bears taking the Bungles Sunday night in KC. All right, uh, Lenny, now talk to me about the NFC game. Before that, you've got the Eagles playing host to the 49ers, and uh, Jalen Hurts looked unstoppable last week against the Giants. What do you think? Are the Eagles going to win at home or the 49ers going back – to the Super Bowl in what would be a Super Bowl rematch from a couple of years ago with the Chiefs. Yes. Um, I will take the San Francisco 49ers because I think Mr. Irrelevant will pull out something very crazy 
and I can't lie, Jalen Hurts might might be a lot better than what he has been playing, which is unthinkable. But <laughs> both of both of the teams are Super Bowl teams, but in all, you just got to give the win to Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, well, San Francisco. We'll see. All right. Uh, Who are you taking, Lynn Russ? Taking, he's taking the Niners on the road. Huh. I'm sticking with the Eagles. I, I, he, he did not convince me there. That was not as compelling an argument. I'm taking the Eagles at home. Um, Jalen Hurts against uh, Patrick Mahomes. Now, do they have a week off between next week and the Super Bowl? Yes. So he'll have – uh, if, if Mahomes and I think really that game just comes down to like how much can Mahomes do? Can he stay upright? First of all, can he stay healthy? If he's moving around, I like them. And if he can get out of that without, you know, adding any insult to his injury, he'll have two weeks to get ready for the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, he wasn't hurt the past three times that, that the Bengals beat him. They're on three against Burrow, right? So, but on to the Eagles and the Niners. Um, it's going to be a really tough game. I, I, that to me is is the ultimate toss up game because you've got I mean, that 49ers defense is stout, but the Niners have got they cannot afford to get too far behind that Eagles team. Uh, that's what they they do best. If they get out to a touchdown, two touchdown lead, they'll just start grinding you. Hurts uh, mm. is dangerous on the ground. The running backs are running real well. That offense is clicking, but. I think the Eagles right now, if Jalen Hurts is healthy, um, all the way back from that thing, are probably the best team left in the playoffs. All right, there you have it. So, Bears taking the Eagles as well. Bear, how would you assess young Lenny Kennedy's drive debut this afternoon? I, this may be – Keep in mind, he's 10 years old. Please, Bear, let's grade him on a bit of a curve here. <laughs> uh, not a curve. You know what I get off of him? Some strong, like, Rick Rick Butler vibes. Young man, mm-hmm. talented. I would say he, he reminded me a little bit of myself, like a precocious for a young age, very into sports, dashingly handsome, I'm mad at. I mean, maybe <laughs> well, you can very, put you on Russell that kid. Vibes for sure. Russell Smith. Oh, Lenny, you'd, you'd much rather be compared to Rick Butler. Nah, so. I'm good. Ah, <laughs> maybe you do have a, a touch of Smith in you. All right, yeah. Yeah, I, I like it. All right, Lenny, good stuff, my man. Thank you for helping us out here this afternoon. Bear, um, let's talk hoops here for a second while we got a minute before we get out of here. Tennessee, Texas tomorrow. I talked about this yesterday. I mean, it's, it feels like forever since we've had a big win. I don't really – you don't consider the Maryland game that big, neither do I. So you got to go back to November 26th, the day after Thanksgiving, and Tennessee takes down Kansas. We run away from them. Uh, in the in the later stages of that game, even uh, that one though, Russ, it, it doesn't. You know where I go back to? Uh, either Auburn or Arkansas here last year. I, I'm counting Kansas as 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 a big win, but uh, nevertheless, I mean it's been a minute. This would be this would qualify. This would be a big one, man. I mean, I remember pretty much every time we've beaten them. By the way, we are trying to even up the all-time series. We trail Texas. Uh, we played them seven times. One three, lost four. Huh. So you had the uh, what? Yeah, the win Pearl's first year, the win Pearl's second year, 
And then what was the what was the third time we beat them? Because I know Barnes beat Pearl yep. in New York City once at one yeah. of those preseason deals. That, that it's so weird that we've got uh, our coach owns both wins. Does he have any wins since he's been here? I guess not, huh? Do what now? He, he couldn't. He lost to Tennessee twice when he was at Texas. Now he turns around here and he's lost to Texas at Tennessee. <laughs> he needs to get off the schneid tomorrow. We need a win for Tennessee against Texas. Yeah, I think Tennessee does it. I think the seven-point lead uh, line is probably about right. There's there's part of me that feels like, uh, you know, we'd like to see Tennessee win one of these last-minute, you know, back-and-forth battles. You you always want one or two of those in under your belt before you go into the tournament, right? Yeah, I don't know if I want it. I'd really like to get a 12-point win over Texas tomorrow. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, you, you want to win by as much as you can, but at some point uh, we'd all feel better having won a couple of close games going into the tournament. That's Yeah, I think those games are coming up. I just hope it's not tomorrow. I differ with you. I think we're going to have a few of those in the next three weeks. Mm. Alabama, Kentucky at Rupp ain't going to be easy. No, it's it's going to be interesting to see how it uh, how Tennessee comes out tomorrow night and uh, that defense, if that is going to carry over against a Texas team that seventeen and three. Rodney Terry, the interim coach down there, a former Rick Barnes assistant, the interim coach for the Longhorns, and we talked with Cedric Golden of the Austin American Statesman last hour. He's done a really good job of just steadying the ship after a turbulent time with the dismissal of Chris Beard there. And you got to think, as we talked earlier, Bear, he's perhaps playing for a chance to have that job full time. Yeah. Hell of an opportunity uh, for him. I mean, that's that's uh, one of the top jobs in the country, being the head coach of Texas. And it's, uh, I mean, what you know, he controls his own destiny at this point, somewhat. I mean, the first, if, if they make a deep run, they aren't going to be able to not hire that guy. Need to be hitting on all cylinders. We've had even, you know, the, these good games that they've had. They've had, you know, Camwa doesn't play well. Last uh, time, George, I think James was like two of seven or something from the field. Josiah Jordan-James, by the way, the only Tennessee starter now averaging, not averaging in double digits. He's And he's right there. He's at 9.8 points per game. I guess we could round up. But a good, you know, 12-plus point effort from yeah. Triple J will will get that average into the double digits tomorrow. Yeah. And he's, he's still working. He, I don't think he's he's fully all the way got all the rust off. I mean, he hadn't – this is what, like his fourth, maybe fifth game in a row? Yeah. Since he was the preseason woes. So I'm looking for, uh, uh, I'm going to cut, Tennessee's going to win 72 uh, 64. There you have it. Bear calling the shot, an eight point win for the balls tomorrow. Don't forget, we'll be with you as soon as it's over. Voluntary reaction. It's a 6 p.m. tip, so probably an 8 p.m. ish start for the post game show live on Twitter Spaces tomorrow as soon as it's over. All right, thanks to National RX for having us out. Thanks to Jets Pizza for feeding us. Big thanks to 
Ben, for his hard work behind the scenes this afternoon. I see you, Ben. Your camera's been on this entire time. I've been looking at you the entire time in your Dolphin shirt. I Kinda think that's creepy. a little bit of a weird fashion choice for today, but whatever. Bear, thank you as well. Overtime headed your way next right here on Fan Run Radio. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you Monday afternoon right here on The Drive.